Before I begin today's show, I want to tell you about another show I made, Talking It Out. It's like a cartoon version of Phoning It In with some of the regular contributors to this show on it. So Kevin McGarren, Pearl O'Rourke, Sophie Shanley, and Peter McGann. And you can check that out on the RTE player now. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phoning show where the callers have no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey. The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. We're going to kick things off this week a little differently. I'm joined on the line by returning guest Barry Trunsell, a human resources expert who has written a new book called COVID Idiots and Quarantines Navigating the Modern Workplace on Lockdown. Barry, you don't mess around, do you? New book already. I've actually had this book in the works for the last six years, if you can believe it, Dave. Hello, Dave. How are you? And uh, I just got really lucky with uh, how things went down with my title. Right. So so you were planning a book about human resources in a sort of quarantine situation. Yes. And I had the title and all, Dave, if you can imagine it. Wow. So idiots and quarantines. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, It was just a a fun gibberish title originally. But then yeah. luckily the stars aligned, or should I say the stars aligned, and uh, that's the, the, it, it just made my book incredibly relevant and made the silly, stupid title work. Makes sense. And originally it was written as a science fiction HR manual, is that right? Basically. Well, uh, and this is uh, digital only? Digital only, because you can't get to a bookshop, you stupid idiot. But look, what's your top tip for uh, navigating the modern workplace while on lockdown? Don't uh, install Zoom, first of all, because if you don't have Zoom, uh, no one can uh, accuse you of anything. All right. So you don't have Zoom. Somebody says, Jerry, I need to, I need to talk to you. We need to have a meeting. It's very serious. And, you're, and Jerry's like, well, I can't. I don't have Zoom. It won't work on my laptop. Exactly correct, Dave. Just say, sorry, man, I don't have Zoom. Would a telephone call suffice? And then when they try calling, you just be like, I don't have much coverage where I am. Make it kind of kind of noise, something like that. You could do that. You could rub yeah. a little uh, sweet wrapper, like a roses wrapper on the oh, yes. thing yeah, to yeah, make yeah, it yeah. sound like that. You could, uh, you could just not answer and push your problems down the line. Mm. That's what I like to do. I'm a big proponent of putting things on the long finger. The long finger. That was the name of your second book, wasn't it? The it long was finger? The Long Finger. Yeah. It was uh, part HR guide, part erotica. Okay, right. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to read that one. So you do like to blend fiction and nonfiction when you're when with your HR manuals. Yeah, it was kind of a HR themed love story about uh, a, a, a HR man, a man who worked in HR, and his his new secretary, <laughs> as it was fingering based love scenes were incredible. You you think normal people is sexy, Dave? If you think. That new show uh, based on the, the Dan Brand novel, Ordinary People, is a sexy watch or a sexy read. You should have read The Long Finger because, Dave, there's some, there's some crazy shit in that. Really? One okay. Scene, one scene, I won't, I won't spoil it in case you want to read it, but one scene, uh, Billy T- Tunzel, uh, my lead character, gets finger blasted up the ass. Uh, I, I obviously write it in a much less crude way. I kind of paint a picture with words. Um, but effectively, that's what happens. And it's interesting because I feel like you've really cornered the market on the fingering slash HR uh, fiction, nonfiction genre. Dave, I don't want to make assumptions before Googling it, but I'm almost 100% certain that I am the only 
person who writes such such incredible works. Well, I feel like fingering is generally overlooked in fiction, you know, across the board. Overlooked in fiction, maybe, but not in the Trunsell household, if you know what I mean. I do indeed, Barry, I do indeed. Listen, Both Barry, myself I have... and my wife are vigorous fingers of ourselves oh. and each other. Okay, well, we yeah, enough about that now. Um, uh, I have an issue with a colleague here on the show, my producer, Tom. Um, he just keeps rebooking the same guests when I specifically ask him again and again to look further afield. What should I do in this situation, Barry? First of all, I love Tom. He's a legend. He's had, this is the third time he's had me on. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, so I think you should reward him and uh, just, and just not, not, que- not question it and just t- tell, him, tell him he's doing a great job. Alternatively, you could, uh, if you, you could ask him to book the same guests again. Okay, so reverse psychology. Yes. Book the same guests, Tom. Um, and and then, then he'll book different ones. Okay. Great. Well, that, I mean, great, uh, simple solution. Uh, this is why we love having you back again and again and again and again. Um, we have that was too other, many agains. Yeah. Well, look, uh, we, we have some other callers, um, and I, I, I want to sort of focus in on our topic of the week. So this week we're talking about... Is it fingering? It's not, I'm afraid. No, it's something else you've written a lot about, though, imposter syndrome. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, um, it took me ages to finish that book. I kept thinking... Uh, no, I'm not the person to tell this story. Who do I think I am telling this story? But eventually I powered through. Well, look, Michael is on the line. Michael, you feel like everyone in your company is laughing at you behind your back. Is that right? All day long. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Everybody's having a good laugh. Where do you work, Michael? I work in a cheetah uh, farm. A cheetah farm? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got about a hundred cheetahs here in uh, Wyoming, and uh, we are just um, we're farming away. And uh, you know, I got, I got, I just get the feeling everybody's having a good laugh behind my back. Now, this isn't the cheetahs you're talking about. You're talking about uh, humans. No, if it was hyenas, if I'd said hyenas, maybe that would have made sense. Uh, but no, I said cheetahs. So it's not it's not that the hyenas are laughing at me. No, no, no. Cheetahs don't laugh. They just go a uh, big version of meow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's my actual colleagues here. I got my it's um, it's it's a family run uh, farm. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's basically my family is laughing at me. So your family is laughing at you. Where, yeah. where do you where do you come in, in the family? Michael, are you the son? father yeah oh i am a son a father a brother an uncle okay so it's a large family then bitch and uh, mother sorry what was that sorry barry it doesn't matter (laughs) it sounded like you said something about his mother was a bitch no no jesus no 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 i was it was the lyrics to the song you know it's. It sounded. He sounded like he was. He was reciting the lyrics to uh, what song? Uh, is it Tori Amos? I. I. It, yeah. I'm a bit hammer. It's I'm not Tori Amos. I'll tell you right off. Uh, I don't, I don't that know that is, song. It sounds like Alanis Morissette. Is it Alanis Morissette? It's not Alanis Morissette. Not Alanis Morissette. It's not Tori Amos. No, it's it's Meredith something. Meredith. It's Meredith. Meredith is her name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Tom. I told you not to come on, Mike. Tom. Okay. Just stay off the mic. It, it doesn't matter if we don't know something. 
Tommy, baby. Uh, yeah, thanks, Tom, for uh, getting me on the program again. Um, yeah, so it's like my whole family is laughing at me. Uh, you know, I... Why are they laughing at you, Michael? Well, they think it was foolish opening a cheetah farm. Right, so this was your idea, and now they all work for you. The corn business is on the way out. It's it's just not... Uh, nobody wants corn anymore. You've heard of this. And uh, so we said, okay, well, we got to come up with something different. We got we to gotta diversify. I said, hey, let's do some cheetahs. Uh, and everyone was kind of like, well, yeah, maybe let's shelve that idea, which, of course, means let's put that into action before anybody else wakes up tomorrow morning, as I understand the phrase. And, uh, yeah, next thing. That's not, what it, not what it means. What's that, Barry? It's not what it means. Shelve the idea. You put it back on the shelf. Yes. Not, not to Let's be put it on the shelf of great ideas that need to go straight into action. Yeah, like you put something on the supermarket shelf when you want to sell it. Exactly. exactly. I genuinely do see how that could be misconstrued. Well, look, yes. let's bring in your dad, Adolf. Uh, Adolf, what was your initial thoughts when Michael suggested uh, the cheetah farm? At the time, we thought maybe... <laughs> Maybe this will get them off the, the Clash Age drugs and get them on the hard and narrows. And he's just been, yeah, he's, he's, he's not even like my son anymore. He's just, uh, I mean, I don't know where he gets his actions from. Saying, are you saying that you miss me on the hard drugs now that I'm not on the hard drugs anymore? I thought you wanted me off the hard drugs. He was great fun. It was, a, it was great fun to watch him. <laughs> He would pick up his sons and his sons would drop the babies. And it was, we have so many videos of just him dropping the baby. And people cut them now. Michael, are you the star of Dad Drops Baby, that, that series of YouTube videos? Uh, well, yes. I mean, I am. I was, I was the star of Dad Drops Babies. Uh, the, you know, we could have come up with a catchier title, but... Once it was named, it was up on the shelf, and we had to throw it out there. Yeah, like yeah. the baby. Did you come up with the idea of a cheetah farm while you were on classy drugs? Classy drugs. I think you're you're mispronouncing that. We were, yeah, we were. Classe. Classe. Huh? Well, I don't speak French, but yeah. yes, we were on some classy drugs, and uh, I was I would say, you know, Batman was afraid of bats. Yes. I'm afraid of cheetahs. Who isn't? Let's get some cheetahs in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got, it's like a cheetah cave. Does that make you cheetah man? Well, I'd say more cheetah, cheetah boy. <laughs> Adolf, you, that's a peculiar accent. Where are you from? It's hard to say. Some. Literally. Come, I just come out with it. Come on, Adolf. Just come on, Dad. Let's just. The deep, the deep, the deep, the deep shout of the Netherlands via Dundalk. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, I, I was picking up a bit of uh, the Dutch already. Loud. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mostly loud. So, look, it, has a lot of uh, your money, Adolf, gone into this cheetah farm? I mean, we made a, like he comes from the the, the baby dropping business. 
first and uh I mean, I was the original baby droppers. That's the way he's, he's turned out the way he has. I mean, um, you didn't put it on, on video, Dan. Okay, you were just dropping a baby. No one was paying you to it. I don't know how this is a business. It's a different generation, though. I mean, it had YouTube been around when, when you oh. were a kid. My oh, no, he was dropping my kids. Been. He was dropping my kids. Oh, I right. have, He just I, wasn't filming. I would have been what they say now is virals. I would yes. have gone virals. Yep. Uh, is this business making any money? Oh, it's making cheetahs. It's, it's making cheetahs. The cheetahs, bec- they become kind of, you know, at a certain point, they they stop liking uh, having sex with other cheetahs. They like to have sex with humans, and I don't really like. I don't really like watching that. But people pay big money to come and do it. And my son likes to provide a service. Cheetah yeah. sex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, uh, you know, it's a fantasy for so many people, isn't it? You know. Nah, so, are I you dressed up as a cheetah, Michael, when you're having sex with them, or how does it work? Oh, I don't do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, <laughs> they'll get high in your own supply. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you would die if it was if it was class A drugs, Michael. I'm sure. Oh yes. Uh, I mean, that that phrase is a bit misleading because if you don't have a supply of drugs, how are you going to get high? That doesn't make any sense. You need to have a supply of drugs. Steady supply of drugs. To, yeah. yeah. In order to get high. It's true. Yeah. You got you to gotta get uh, high in your own supply. That's, that's one of the, you know, that's, that's another saying. That's why you don't, you don't, you don't take advice from Tony Montana. Mm. I don't anymore. Uh, he, he led me down some, uh, you know, dark alleys in my life. Uh, I, I can't be a ballerina, no matter how much that guy squeeze it, screams at me. Barry, I, I want to wrap this up because uh, I just don't find it that interesting. What uh, What is some advice that you could give Michael now to get his family to stop laughing at him and take himself seriously? What happens is the next time someone's laughing at him, he turns around and he goes up to, he finds the biggest member of his family and he punches them in the throat mm. so hard that they are coughing up blood, Dave. Or, and this is, this is his... Prerogative. He takes a uh, takes a, a toothbrush, whittles it down to a sharpened nub, and sticks them in a non-fight area, like maybe the side of the thigh. Mm-hmm. The next person, and then I guarantee you, they'll never laugh at him again. Not even when yeah. he's not there. Yeah. Well, the, the, great. you're talking about shanking there, aren't you? I'm talking this about is, shanking. I'm talking uh, about the law of the prison, Dave. It's yeah. Well, this, I was just going to say this is advice straight from your prison human resources book. I have to say, I am the biggest in my family, but I'm going to put that into action. I am going to go up, punch myself right in the throat until I'm no. coughing up blood, and uh, then we'll see who's laughing. Yeah. Yeah, great advice and a great uh, plan. Listen, I wish you both the best of luck, Michael and Adolf, with your cheetah farm. Who knows? I mean, maybe something like large exotic cats could maybe take off someday. Maybe somebody would find it interesting. Yeah. I can't see it happening. I don't think so. Um, okay, we're going to move on to Sarah. Sarah, we're talking about imposter syndrome. You say you've literally no idea how to do your job. Is that right? No, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing every day. I'm just turning up and showing up and just fucking around. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Sarah, you seem like a real idiot. Where do you work? Just, just I work in, I work in uh, doctors in a hospital. You work in a hospital? Doctor's hospital. A doctor's hospital, yeah. yeah. Well, most hospitals have doctor's, doctors hospital. in them. And really is, busy, always, always on the go, always really busy. Sure. But and like, just winging it. 
what's your job there? What do you expect? I do operations. Nobody asked me to do them, but I just step in and, you know, pick up a scalpel. You know, you really have to just kind of have that mentality at the moment. Just kind of... Just do it. Just get stuck in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So look, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Um, Have you killed many people in these operations? I don't know. I think I might have. Like, I might have killed a few, but, you know, at the end of the day, they're probably going to die anyway. You know, they're very old. Well, we're all going to die um, when you look at it that way. I know. I know. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Now, it is sad, though. Um, a little bit. You do people... sound like you're not too worried. You have to keep cheerful. You have to keep yeah. cheerful in this time. You've got to keep your mental health going. And you kind of have to just, you know, grin and bear it. So so Sarah, why... you... Sorry, Barry. Go ahead. How do... Why are you working there i started doing the job as a sort of you know kitchen porter in the Mm -hmm. hospital just you know collecting all the all the trays and stuff all the urine yeah we know we know what what a porter is we have to do and then i worked my way up so i wasn't given official promotions but i do the jobs so I was never, I was never told like, oh, you're now a doctor, you're now a surgeon. I just, I just thought they need my help. So I all just hands it. on deck. I'm still being paid the same as when I started. Yes, I'm. Yes. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't do it for the money. Don't do it for the money. What do you do it for, Sarah? Personal satisfaction, really. Like, what? Why did Mother Teresa go to the streets of Calcutta and help all the babies and the homeless? I don't know. I just do it for myself. So, do you see yourself as a modern day Mother Teresa? A little bit, a little bit. I do. I do my bit, and I do more than my bit. Well, uh, too much more. It sounds like too much more. Is that what people say about me? That I do too much more. Well, no. I'm just you're you're going in and performing surgeries without any qualifications, and you're you're killing people. It's common sense, Dave. It's common sense. Somebody's a tumour, you, you go in, you snip it, you know, pop it in the bin, sew them up, fine. Barry, what do you make of this? Because, I mean, it is obviously, uh, it's a great attitude to have in terms of getting stuck in and getting the work done and she's aiming her sights high. It's she's a fantastic the right attitude. thing, though. I, see, this is it. This is, this is these are muddy waters. Mm. She has a fantastic attitude in, we don't, we just simply, there aren't enough medical professionals out there to combat this ongoing thing. And, and, and to be the honest, problem. That's the problem. Yeah, all right. Uh, and when I see go-getter attitudes like this, in an office sense, you're like, that's the kind of, it's the person who stays the extra, uh, you know, three or four hours in the evening, even if the boss doesn't ask them to. The medical profession doesn't allow for that kind of go-getter attitude. Frankly, it should. Yeah. I agree. And is most of medicine just common sense then? It's just like, it's you know, luck, Dave. any it's old... It's, it's 50-50. Dave, so have I, you ever really... played Operation? The game, yes. Yeah, it's really just the same. It's just yeah. the same without the plastic pieces. Just, just trying to use the tweezers in a very accurate way to grab yeah. little things. And, and but, but there's no buzz to tell you when you've gotten it wrong, Sarah. There's no buzz, but there is, the, you know, beep. breathing. Okay, yes. There's, there's other ways and means to know yeah. if you're getting it right or wrong. Let me ask you this. When you go in, Sarah, are you usually on your own? Are you, are you finding patients who are just prone 
maybe it's really, sleep or knock it's days? quite a covert job Dave I have yeah. to be very careful with my missions how I go in and how I go out and how I escape the scene you know if, if it's a funny choice of words there I know it's it's just the way I have to operate. I don't well, I don't like having to be so secretive to to get my job done, but I have you, to. You're you're almost like a vigilante doctor. You, you know, you're taking matters into your own hands. You know what you I were like, talking about, Batman and Robin yes. earlier. Well, Batman, Didn't not that? Robin. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> but oh, I, I, I Batman. see the comparison. You you are the medical equivalent of Batman. But more more sort of Spider Man because I use my digits in such a spidery fashion. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, do you do you, you have? Do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I got yeah. I have to get my hands on a copy of that book. No, but we don't want to talk anymore about your fingers, right? But okay. do you have Sarah, do you have a an alter ego? Do you have a name for when you um you know you, you do these covert operations? I haven't really thought about it, but I can give myself one. Let's come up with one now. Barry, you go first. Uh, but Doctor. No, because she said she was more like Spider-Man. Sarah? Spider-Doctor-Man. <laughs> Better. Angel of the Morning. Oh. Angel of the Morning. That is a surprising one from you, Sarah. A little bit I sexy, a little yeah. bit not medical. Angel Can of I morning. just say, Sarah, when you came on this call, I pegged you as an absolute fool and you've completely, uh, you've completely so turned glad, that around Dave. in my eyes. I think what you're doing is amazing. I think the world needs more people like you. Will, will you stay on the line while we take a I next will. Call? And you know what? I hope you come in to me soon. And I hope I can do a little operation on you, darling. I'd love that. Um, okay, look, Alan is on the line. Alan, you had one of your junior colleagues fired because they were better than you at your job. Is that right, Alan? Yeah, that's, that's 100% correct, yeah. What, uh, do, you, I, what do you do, Alan? Uh, so I, I work in, a, in an equestrian centre. Um, we 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 train horses for the the horse shows um you know uh all those big you know we're we're very good at we're very good at horse shows in Ireland one guy in particular was just hooching in on my horses so what I, was he doing what 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 bothered you specifically about what he was doing it was it was kind of the way the horse was looking at him mm. jealousy was, yeah so i was a want in them, you know. I in the horse, or in in the in the other in your colleague. I'd say it was forty sixty each way. Mm. Forty sixty each way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd say it was forty percent the horse, sixty <laughs> percent Sean. And then also the other way around, 60% the horse and 40% Sean. Yeah, times it would shift. Okay. Sometimes Barry, it would be more of a want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry, have you seen anything like this before? No. Well, that must be common in, 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 in a lot of workplaces, no? Interspecies attraction, Dave. It's not attraction. It's it's love, and it's like these are sentient animals, and you know it, we 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 work like I I work my hands to the core with these beautiful beasts, and then Sean comes in, and he just oh, doesn't even use anything like any like lubricant on his hands. He just gets in, and he's like, I my hands are oily enough, <laughs> scumbag. So. 
you're talking here about having to uh, get sam- samples like uh, horse semen. Some yeah, we we end up getting some samples, uh, regardless of whether you go looking for them. <laughs> so you see, you know, like with with like horse racing, the horse has to be full of full of. <laughs> so they have to be full of it. So you don't you don't have to do anything with them. You keep all that. You keep all them riled up. It'd be like um, Muhammad Ali before his his big big battles you know he wouldn't be hanging out with the ladies um but show jumping is the opposite and you you gotta you gotta get it all out show jumping they have to be really calm and reserved and um <laughs> yeah what better way to do to we have take to get, the wind into someone's sails yeah we bring them into a little pen and we play yeah. um we play some Eckhart Tolle have you ever heard of him Great man, Oprah Winfrey had him on Book of the Year. Um, he, he, we ha- we play him reading his audio book. It calms the horse down, and then um, then we wank off the horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Aha. Well, look, and, how did and, you get Sean fired then, Alan? Well, mm, we, I installed CCTV cameras because. I noticed there was a change in, in one of the horses in particular, the way he was, the way he was moving. And, and I saw the way Sean was looking at him and the way that the horse was looking at, at Sean. And it just, he wasn't, he wasn't jumping the jumps as well because, because of the want that was in him for Sean, you know, because when, when I do it, when I do it, he knows that he knows that this is just business. This is just business. I'm like a, a man of the night, you know, hmm. with my with my gloved hand. Hmm. Kind of like a superhero. Hmm. A super spooge hero. And, uh, if you were to give yourself a name, a sort of superhero name, what would it be on? Horse wanker. I, that was that's genuinely that's the one I was going to say. That's then. what I was thinking as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that means it's the angel, right one. Angel of the stable. I don't angel think that works. Don't, don't think yeah. it works as well, Sarah. Shut up, Sarah. Um, I, I will tell you when I want you to talk, though, Sarah. So do do stay on the line, but just sorry about that. If you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna interject, just try and you know Apologies. make it better than what we have. Um, <laughs> Alan, how did Sean get fired? Then you you installed the CCT camera. What happened? We just saw that he was he wasn't playing he wasn't doing the protocol he was you know he he was taking off the glove yeah. he was removing the glove I mean that's like I mean Sarah might know about this like that's like examining someone in the hospital and t- and taking off the glove because you want to feel you the touch mm. you want to feel the touch mm. is you that know? Sarah is that something you've ever done it's wrong yeah. No, it is. It's, it's, it's malpractice. It's malpractice. When you want to feel the touch, if, if something's especially attractive or something, you go in ungloved and you'll just really feel around the body and it's very sensual, very intimate. You're not meant to do it. You're not meant you to do it, but it sounds like you do do it. Do do it. Work is boring, Dave. You need to give yourself a little thrill every now and then and go in ungloved. Barry, um, was Alan right to get Sean fired in this situation? You're crossing a line. Well, 
you're crossing an even further line the second you make relieving the horse uh, about a purpose other than it being able to show jump well. I mean, that's already morally outrageous. Mm. And, but that, once, once you're just doing it for your own jollies and no one else knows about it, then you're, you're, you're really fucked. But then you could argue, Dave, if you hear this argument that society as we know it has fallen, capitalism has been exposed to be a lie, so we may as well just you know, have our fun where we can. It doesn't, none of it matters. We could all be dead tomorrow. So we should Everybody all take the gloves off is what you're saying. Exactly. We should all metaphorically and literally take the gloves off and do whatever we want. Everybody's saying that the world's going to change after this. And I agree. I agree. It's just going to be a fucking free-for-all. Do whatever you want. Why it not? sounds like it's a bit of a free-for-all for you anyway, Sarah. You know, I don't know if that's going to change things. You have to live your life, Dave. You have to live your life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, wise words. Okay, look, I want to bring on one more caller. Alan, Sarah, stay on the line. Um, Martha is on the line. Martha, you've got an issue with your chief. Is that right, Martha? Yeah, I have an issue with my chief. The chief uh, uh, medical officer here in in Glasnevin. Uh, Glasnevin? In the, the cemetery? Yes. Uh, yes, the cemetery, yes. Uh, we just uh, have chief medical officer here, just checking that everybody's, uh, you know, still dead. Still dead before still they get dead. buried. You do checkups on buried bodies. Yes, uh, every couple of years, you know, you just take one out, uh, pass it around, make sure it's still dead. That's I'm sorry, actually strangely comforting. It's like that song, take one out, pass it round. Yes, ninety-nine bottles of beer. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Lovely song. So when you originally um, were talking with the chief medical officer, I assumed they would be checking bodies before they were buried. But you're saying it's actually for uh, uh, bodies that, that have been buried for some time. Yes. Well, you give, you give them a quick uh, one, once over as they're going in okay. um, uh, into, the, into the casket. And then just as, as, the, as the body's being lowered into the grave, he'll just give it a good... A little bit of a good old boot there, and just see if it, if anything stirs inside, you know. And Martha, when you're giving the body a quick once over, would you have not me? On? I'm not the chief medical officer. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you. I thought you were involved. What is your role? What is your role uh, there, Martha? I am the under secretary of the uh, military. Uh, what? What does? What does that? Have, what do you have to do with it? Just uh, if any of them are alive. They're going to need gunning and down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? This actually makes me, this puts my mind at ease. The fact that Glass never, I've written letters to this effect and no other cemetery has gotten back to me, but I'm glad that Glass Nevin has. I fear, Dave, uh, an uprising of sorts <laughs> of skeletons. Mm. It's going to happen, Dave. Yeah. And it's going to I, happen, Dave. That the, that the skeletons will be roaming the streets from the graveyards and overtaking everything. Is that what yes. you're talking about? Exactly. Skeleton war. Yes. I mean, if it doesn't happen, what have we lost? But if it does happen, we mm-hmm. need to be ready well, for it. it. It's really terrifying because there is so many skeletons out there in the graveyards waiting to pounce. Not yeah. with Martha. Not with Martha there. Now, I don't want to worry you, Sarah. Go on. But there's a skeleton waiting inside you right now. I know. And when the, when the time comes... 
I'll be out of my grave waiting to go, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't pass any judgment on the skeletons for wanting to get out of the graves and have a bit of fun. If They're the right. skeletons start taking over, uh, Sarah may be one of them, but I have uh, a system in place, a system of leavers and police, to remove my skeleton from my body and shoot it into space. You don't trust your skeleton. You don't trust it for what I do not. Do. I don't trust it one inch. Skeleton. I don't trust it as far as I can throw it. No. It's wait, like wait, you're wait, afraid wait. of their shadow. You're so scared of your, your inner skeleton. My shadow is a different issue. I mean, the shadow war is, is further down We've the lost line. that before it's begun, if you ask We've, me. We have lost that. We, we right. know that. Listen, I will, I will throw my hands up if they still have bones in them. Uh, as soon as the shadows start coming for us, it's over. Let's they'll do the same. Peace. Let's say, okay, you've got us shadows. We didn't see you coming, but here you are. Let's talk peace. What are your terms? Hey, hang on a second, Martha, because you said if the skeletons do rise in their grave and they and they and they attack, you've got a system in place whereby you can remove your own skeleton from your body, mm-hmm. uh, but. But in you're one supposed to be catapult the, motion and throw it into space. Yeah, but you're supposed to be the first line of defense against the skeletons. So where does that leave us? Oh, where does that leave us, Dave? What about a thing called nanotechnology? Explain. I have built uh, little robots that are going to take the place of my bones should the need arise. Not before. Not just because I want to go dancing on a Friday night. No. Not a time for it. I may be tempted. Yes, I've been drinking. I'm like, hey, it'll be nice to go dance and pick up some young fella. Well, what about using the nanorobots instead of your bones? Not tonight, Martha. Get a grip. We can't do this. We need to wait until the bones are coming first. Okay, don't let them know what's going on before it happens. What are you going to show your cards? No. So, if, if the skeletons rise from their graves, my bones are going to shoot out of my body and into space. It's the only place it's safe because can't, you can't bury them in the ground. They can just dig back out again. That's their whole fucking deal. No, then we will have uh, my nanorobots will take over and guns are blazing. Here I come. It strikes me. I'm encouraging me. you and your listeners to sign up. I have. Uh, I can send the uh, nanobots to you uh, in the post, and uh, so you can be ready for this eventuality as well. Dave, can I just say, fuck the nurses, fuck the doctors, fuck the medical professionals, fuck a lot of them. The real frontline heroes is Martha. Just Thank Martha. You. Just Martha and whoever else she has defending us from a skeleton uprising. Yes. Well, I salute you, Martha. Not the chief, as I originally rang up saying I had a problem with my chief. Isn't that right? Yeah, what's your issue with the chief? Chief won't let me do the nanobots on him. What's the point in him then, you know? He's like, that's not, those aren't nanobots. What does he think they are? Just like sandwiches and bits of cardboard. Sandwiches? Sandwiches, bits of cardboard, a mouse or two, because they're in there eating the sandwiches. Uh, there's uh, some of the guitar in there, uh, mostly cement, you know. Uh, but, but that's not what it is. You're in. saying it is nanobots. It's nanobots. What is a nanobot? You know, what is he, the master of nanobots? 
Yes, he has a master's in nanotechnology. Sure. We all have a master's in nanotechnology. Come do on. Do you? Do you? Do I have a master's in nanotechnology? Well, I mean, I mean, it's my own master's in nanotechnology at this point. Well, yeah. It sounds to me like you've got a cardboard box full of old sandwiches and mice. <laughs> and that's not going to help us when the skeletons and rise up out of the ground. And a bit of a guitar. It's nothing without the bit of a guitar. Listen, Martha, if you had to give yourself a superhero name, because it's just kind of something we're doing this week, uh, what would you call yourself? I'd call myself... Uh, Shay Randu Hoover. No. Sorry. What was it? Randu Hoover. Great. Uh, Barry, thoughts on that name? Uh, I was thinking the same. I'm open. I'm open to feedback. Give me some notes. What were you saying, Barry? I, I had the exact same one in my head for you. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. It um, sums it up. It sums. It's, it just you hear that name and you think. Defender of against the skeletons. Mm. Yes. So we've uh, got capitulator uh, to the shadows. Well, yes. Yes. So if we, you know, were to bring this whole uh, group together, we've got the angel of the morning, the horse wanker, Shahoon. Is there the beginning of a uh, a force here that you know can protect us? In the future, no. We could be mutually powered by all the hospital waste that I can get my hands on. We could fashion a sort of a rocket and blast off and do God knows what. Well, I just don't know how, how my particular set of skills of, 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 of trapping a horse in, and, and relieving it, I don't know how that would help, but if I got on top of the horse... You could, you could do that to evil super... Supervillains, kind of calm them down from their evil plan. Dirty aliens in space. You can distract them, wank them off, and then we're good to go again. It's 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 a very useful skill. And whether we're dealing with the undead, uh, some kind of animal uprising, or space aliens, you know, uh, we're going to need someone who who can wank them off and subdue them. But you can't wank off a skeleton, Dave. You know what you can do? You can finger them. And that's where the fourth member of the Avengers comes in. Ow, oh, Dave. <laughs> Dave, you're going to be on board? No, it's me. <laughs> it's what? Barry, Barry's the expert there. Oh. Although I like to think of myself as a, you know, a competent amateur. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that, Dave. I don't think that's a good idea. I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all of my callers today, but I especially want to thank Mark Canton, Sophie Shanley, Peter McGann, and Andrea Farrell. Guys, do you have anything you want to plug while we're on lockdown? Uh, Mark? Uh, yeah, my band has a new album out everywhere that you can music. It's called What Now? And we're called The Supermarkets. It's not really comedy songs, but it's it's just music. Please take a listen. Cool. What Now? about The Supermarkets. Yeah. Uh, Peter, have you got anything? Just if you a good lockdown listen is again, it's uh, a show pulp projection. Uh, you'll find it on SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. It's just a load of funny radio plays that might pass the, the time. Um, talking it out, um, an improvised weekly show on the RT player that uh, 
a lot of us are in. <laughs> Listen to that. Thanks, Watch it, even. Watch it. Andrea? Disaster. I've got nothing, but I'll promote some other people's stuff. Please. Um, Ed Salmon's Salmon Knowledge and Shane Clifford's podcast and also uh, Chapsize Mass. That's all yes. like weekly, which is, I watched it last night and it was one of the funniest things I've seen in lockdown. Deadly. I'm going to definitely gonna check that out. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Thank you to Headstuff Podcast Network for having us and to John O'Farrell for our theme music. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.